<clears throat> um, <laughs> trying to think of uh, how to start this. I guess we're still playing it out anyway, but uh, hello everyone and welcome to Check Out This Guy, a podcast where we talk about not just our guys, but your guys as well. And uh, this is going to be our first episode on one of your guys' guys. That's a mouthful. Um, I am here. I'm Morg. Uh, I use they, he pronouns. Um, who else is with me? I guess I'm also here. Uh, I'm Elvir. I use they, he, she. And we have the guest. Guest, please introduce yourself. Hello, uh, I'm Dan. I use he, they pronouns. Uh, uh, and I'm here to talk about, uh, uh, my collection of OCs from my sort of unnamed, uh, pulp adventure setting. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. I'm excited, because I, you've talked about this before, but, like, not, like, cohesively, or, like, you know, not in one place. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk about Dan's guys. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I have, like, is there anything you want to, like, start with, like, with your guys? I could, you know, maybe we can ask questions, like, while we're doing this. Yeah, this yeah. It's kind of our first time doing a, a guest, so right. bear with me if I'm like, who the, f what the fuck do I ask you, you know? <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, it sort of began in 2020, uh, it was the COVID era. Uh, I guess it's still the COVID era, but this is this is pandemic mm -hmm. era, or, or lockdown era, I suppose. And we're still allowed to be afraid of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was, uh, uh, I had been spending time uh, with uh, my mom and my sister. I had tempor I was temporarily living with them to help. Uh, my mom took care of my sister while she taught, while she, my mom taught, uh, distance learning classes. And, uh, uh, all, some things that happened around this time were I was, uh, well, I had, I had been, uh, trying to uh, develop my hobby as an artist, uh, and I had made my way through the second season of the 2017 DuckTales cartoon. That's important here. Ooh, hell yeah. I've been meaning to see that, so... It's good stuff. Do you have any duck OCs? <laughs> Not currently, but maybe someday. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, for now, uh... Uh, so I start, like, drawing stuff that, that I'm thinking of. I start sketching out an OC, and... For... I'm gonna be real, it... it I kind of made a horny one. That's super valid. Toned down and, uh, uh, meant to appeal to very specific, uh, desires of mine. Uh, but, uh, one that I wanted to have, you know, be, be, uh, applicable outside of, you know, horny context. Uh, and that character was Mel. The first, uh, sort of character in the setting. She's this, uh, big, strong, bug woman... Uh, she is a, uh, retired adventurer. Uh, she is, 
I think I I originally wrote her in her forties, and then I and then looking back, I think mm, you know what? Even if she is it was super successful, I'd I think it would be better to put her age at like her fifties. So yeah, she's in like her I think mid fifties. She is she retired as an adventurer. Uh, used her earnings to like open up a a little pub in a town. Uh, and, uh, she, uh, she's, like, cool and gruff, and she's sort of inspired by, like, how, like, certain, like, adventure-type stories will have, like, a deuteragonist who is, like, big and strong, but not necessarily, doesn't necessarily have, like, the same level of smarts as, like, the main, the main, like, character. Yeah, yeah. The, the barbarian of the crew. Or, like, um... I'm thinking of uh, Brock yeah. from um, yeah. the Venture Brothers. Yeah, like, she's very like, Brock-inspired. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, he's, like, a big, strong guy and does all the protecting, but he's definitely not, like, the one running things, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, from there, I sort of, like, worked out uh, the setting itself, some details, uh, the rest of the cast... Uh, so, yeah, Mel, she's, uh, she's sort of the one I focus the most on, but, uh, there are a couple, there are, I would say there are, there are about four other, actually five other core members of this cast. Ooh. Uh, sort of, uh, of varying degrees. Uh, so, uh, we have Mel, we have the person she was working for, uh, Dr. Santiago Velasquez. Uh, he is a, uh. I believe I made him Guatemalan. Let me just make sure. I'm going to pop open my ref sheets. And, you know, I, I'm telling you about my guys. I should be showing uh, the ref sheets to you. And hopefully uh, you can, you know, see these characters in the show notes. Or, barring that, you know, just look up me and my guys. Yeah, I'll probably link uh, at least... Even if not in the show notes, like, I'll definitely link it on, like, mm -hmm. our Tumblr and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. our our other um, media stuff. I think you shared it in shows, your guys, once upon a time, but so long ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm posting them in the channel dedicated to uh, guests. Uh, uh, and, uh, so, here's Mel, here's uh, Santiago. Uh, Santiago is a rat. Uh, I basically drew him in the style of, a sort of a simplified version of the art, of the designs David Peterson uses for his mouse characters in the, in his, uh, mouse guard, uh, graphic novels. It, this is because I got really, before all this, I got really, really into mouse guard specifically through the actual play hosted by the by the uh very long running actual play podcast six feet under yeah oh i yeah. listened Did, to that one as well yeah i keep meaning to didn't um you like ran a game or, or you were in a game too yeah, weren't i've you? been in a couple campaigns i've run one i've i oh, think okay. i've run two yes i've run two i was in one of those Mm -hmm. <sighs> we should have you guys back, like especially with like yeah. over here too to, to like talk about yeah the one yeah I would love that. God, I would love to talk about my 
most guard characters one day. Yeah, yeah. A future uh-huh. idea. <laughs> but for now, we should focus on... It's definitely one I would encourage. But yeah, uh, Santiago... Uh, oh, yes, he is of my descent. He's from the Yucatan Peninsula. Uh, I sort of made... He's... I would say he's core to me developing like the concept for this setting, because he's sort of meant to be like the antithesis of, you know, the sort of pulp adventure story, you know, guys stealing artifacts, uh, uh, appropriating cultures, being white saviors and stuff like that. I specifically picked Maya because sometimes white people think the Maya aren't around anymore and mix them up with other pre-colonial mm-hmm. uh, Latin American uh, uh, peoples. And, uh, yeah, the, the Maya are still around. They, they're they mostly in Guatemala, I think. Uh, but anyways, uh, that's part of the idea here. Sort of the anti, anti-adventurer. He's sort of, like, into, like, you know, coming to understand cultures, researching them by, you know... Uh, I was also kind of interested in anthropology at this point. I I don't know how much I am slash am not interested these days, but, like, I think it's important to understand, like, you know, respecting other cultures and, you know, understanding why people do things that we do. But anyways, once again, these sheets that I've uh, linked do list uh, my earlier concepts for this ages. I would probably, on this sheet, I've written him as, like, 56, I would probably put him in his early to mid-60s at this point. But yeah, he is a professor, he he researches, he lectures, so on and so forth. You know, sort of like, you know, Indiana Jones is supposed to be a professor, but you only ever see him, like, give one lecture. Yeah, this is like an actual, like, I will actually lecture and I like to mm-hmm. lecture you kind of guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Or I like to teach, I guess. Not yeah. Sure. He looks like he likes to he does. teach. <laughs> he looks like he would be a good teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's very kind eyes. <laughs> I love that he has glasses. Not enough characters have glasses. It's a good trait to give people. Uh, so, uh, as I sort of like conceptualize this character, I start conceptualizing the setting. You know, I'm sort of going off of... Uh, DuckTales 2017 Adventure Brothers rules where, like, all this, like, stuff exists, but it's not quite... It's a little more grounded than, uh, than, uh, the stuff it's inspired by. A a little less, uh, directly uh, appealing to those conventions. Sometimes, uh, messing with them, subverting them. Uh, sort of, like, conceptualizing what they would actually be like in a real-world setting, and so on. In doing so, I have also created uh, the sort of third cast member, the sort of, uh, the long-standing rival to these two, and his name is uh, Artemis Aloysius Atlas, usually just known as Atlas or AAA. Oh, he's buff. Yeah. This is the guy, <laughs> this is the guy I mistook for, um, Jericho. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, is that Jericho? <laughs> no, no, that's a different character from a different yeah. thing we will bring up later. Yeah, in a future episode, I'll definitely be talking about uh, Jericho and humans in the Esoverse. This is different, yeah. though. This is yoked Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, he, I sort of, I he's a globe-trotting adventure capitalist 
Uh, some would call him a grave robber. In creating him, I sort of went off, first off, like, you know, the classic 19th, 20th century, uh, wealthy, great man theory type of dude. And uh, I also sort of uh, drew from... Uh, I drew from what I what I consider, like, the essential mindset for creating a good villain, which is to make up a guy to get mad at. <laughs> so true. Sometimes you gotta make up a guy that mm-hmm. sucks. We've talked about this. I respect you so much for every single part mm-hmm. of this design. Yeah, I... God, why does he have a British and an American flag on his shoulder? Because <laughs> he works for both. Because I... he... He's double annoying. He's <laughs> he's biracial. He's American and British. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh worst no! Takes to be I've got dual citizenship. It, what is he standing? Oh, that's on a skull. Uh, specifically, a mouse oh. skull. Oh no! <laughs> oh my god! It's kind of funny that, like, Mel is, like, tall like mm-hmm. he is, but then Santiago is just, like, a very just short mouse guard just mouse. Just a little it's, guy! Yeah. It's very charming. Yeah, I imagine Atlas and Mel get, have gotten to many fistfights over the years. I actually, I do have a picture, uh, real quick, to post of them fighting. Does oh, Mel win? Yeah. I just love the description that's like Hank Hill ass. I'm like, yeah, yes, for sure. <laughs> that, like I said, you gotta make up a guy to get mad at. And one of the great things you can uh, create for this sort of guy is just no ass. I also don't have an ass, but I make up for it by being a good yeah. person. So. You know, having, a, <laughs> having a flat ass doesn't make you a bad person, but it is fun to, uh, it, it is, is funny. funny to uh, say a character has no ass. I can't seem to find the image, but rest assured, there it's out there. Uh, I've probably got it on my <laughs> Fur Affinity. I've definitely posted the image in the server. Actually, yeah, we could always look. Oh, for here it, it is. But uh, yeah, that's some fighting. Oh wow! Yeah, that's great. Uh, and uh, sort of capturing the difference in their fighting styles. Mel's more of a sort of a power. More power focused, more uh, wrestling focused, and uh, Atlas is more boxing focused, classically trained. And, uh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so these were the first three I came up with. And over time, I came up with a few more characters. Uh, uh, next up, of course, uh, the next one I came up with was a uh, sort of. Uh, I figured since Mel is retired and maybe uh maybe uh Santiago is like still out there doing stuff, maybe less actively but still out there, very involved in like in like uh his sort of like adventure research. I gi- I decided to uh give him a successor. Uh and that is Scav. Uh they are a non-binary magpie. Oh, I forgot to mention uh, Atlas, uh, the only... Wait, whose success... Whose successor is uh, this? this is Mel's successor. This is the person... Oh, you said he, so I got confused. Sorry, sorry. I, I... I think I 
was talking about Santiago when I was saying he, but yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, this is the guy, this is the person that uh, Santiago uh, hired for the sort of uh, adventuring assistant role following uh, following Mel's retirement. Uh, this is Scav. They are a magpie. They uh, have a strong interest in, like, collecting cool things they find. Just, the thing is, they don't, they're, what they consider, like, valuable isn't necessarily, you know, market value. Like, say, a cool rock or bottle cap with a fun design. And they'd be right. Yeah. Those things are cool. Mm-hmm. They are... They're, like, very mad Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, so, I guess one bit of a background detail. Uh, when I was young, I think in element When I was in elementary school, I remember reading this book, and I cannot remember what it was called for the life of me. If, hey, if someone... If someone finds it, uh, let me know, or let the podcast know. But I remember it primarily featured, like, I think mice people. It might have been drawing from some other country's uh, uh, mythology. I'm not sure. All I remember is there were mice people, and a very important person in their mythology is, like, a magpie. And that's how I learned what magpies were, and I thought, wow, magpies are cool. So... I uh, made this character a magpie. They they are very tall. They are very cryptid esque. Uh, they are I they they're like very skinny. They uh, uh, by all accounts they should not be alive. They seem to oh. they <laughs> eat garbage, both literal literal and metaphorical. Uh, I love yeah. them. Like they eat cans, like like, <laughs> like eating, you know. Well, eating both, you know. Uh, say uh, a Big Mac and also maybe the Big Mac carton. I don't know. Oh sure, okay. You yeah, gotta yeah. get your money's worth. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I like that there is literally a note that's like should not be alive, and I'm like, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Very mysterious. <laughs> They're definitely a favorite of mine. I love to, uh, when I get art of them, they, they, they do, I like to have them draw, draw them doing like weird stuff. Oh, I, I'm going to pedal back just a second. I want to note Atlas is a human. Humans exist in this setting. One thing I really love conceptualizing for stories is for stories and settings and whatnot is to make more animal folks, the sort of protagonist people and, uh, humans antagonisty. I, I guess that's drawing from, like, you know, a long history of, like, anthropomorphic animal stories. But, you know, I, I think humans te- tend to protagonize themselves too much when uh, when writing stories uh, uh, about, like, a whole bunch of different species. Yeah. But, yeah, that those were the four for a while. I'm trying to remember if... I think there's one other character that's, like, really important to uh, uh, this sort of core group, and their name is... Uh, I-, I believe their name is Florence. That is with an apostrophe. With a cup. I think a couple apostrophes. I need to make sure. Oh, <laughs> one apostrophe. So, one of the initial... The, like, one story I had in my mind featuring 
uh, these characters in their sort of adventuring setting is at some point, like, Mel and Santiago uh, traveled to the underwater story of Relais, uh, known from uh, the Cthulhu Mythos. And a big <laughs> thing about, like, the sort, sort of twist of this is it's not like a fucked up scary city. It's actually a pretty, like, fantastical stuff aside, they are not, like, they are not, like, dangerous or scary or anything. Uh, what happened was a, a research, the last person to ever come here, uh, the HP Lovecraft of this universe, sort of came here to, like, research stuff in the more, uh, classical sense of anthropology, if you catch my meaning, and discovered not only were the citizens of this underwater city not human, they also weren't white, and this <laughs> terrified him. Uh, and he wrote oh, stories no. about them and gave them a bad reputation uh, for for decades to come. Rip. As a result, they they were pretty shut off. Uh, but uh, eventually, like uh, Santiago and Mel, like work something out with them. It it turns out it's not that they hate humans; it's more that they are cautious for you know because. Well, they actually don't really know. They never really bothered to go to, up to the surface. They just remember this one guy came here, like, several decades ago and ran away screaming. Yeah, I would also not leave my house anymore if someone came in, screamed, and left. Here's a question, yeah. too. Um, how are they, like, mad at humans for, like, pollution stuff? Uh, like, are they kind ooh. of more just, like, disgruntled? You know? Did they, like, evolve to kind of adapt to it? It might not even be something you thought it about. Wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, I'm glad you asked. Um, so, as... I, they probably... I imagine they probably have a... So, I think, like, over time, they sort of, like, develop technology. Like, on... <laughs> So they they're pretty sure it comes from the surface. They don't know what's causing it. They've mostly dealt with it through a uh, uh, development of you know uh, sea cleaning technology uh, stuff to keep their environment safe. They live in like this big domed yeah, underwater sense. city and like uh, you know go out uh, for uh, resources when they need them. Usually they just you know get stuff that's readily available underwater like fish. Uh, minerals, sea vegetation, and so on. Yeah. This reminds me of um, sometimes there's, like, alien stuff or, like, even just modified humans and stuff that use, like, that go kind of Flintstones mm. and, like, use, like, fish and stuff as their, like, technology. Mm. That's... I, I'm sure that it sounds like they probably have other stuff down mm. there, but that's kind of what I was thinking yeah. of when you were talking about like using stuff that's already. Yeah, down I there. haven't put too much thought into like the city itself, yeah. but I imagine it. I imagine it uses a. There's like a lot of like glass pipes. There's plenty of a. Uh, there's probably like a lot of. I imagine it does look weirder than uh, uh, surface yeah. level architecture, but it's not like. It's not like scary. It's not gonna like do brain do stuff to your brain if you look at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it, it only did something to uh, 
that world's Lovecraft's brain because he already yeah he was already comically uh, racist. He was already <laughs> fucked up and racist, so he was like. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Florence. Uh, he he's like. Well, anyways, like they're doing their stuff. Atlas comes by. They beat up Atlas. They leave, but over time, like uh, Florence sort of remembers this happening when he was a kid, uh, and he decides to like venture up to the surface uh, to sort of uh, collect research of his own. And eventually he runs into uh, Santiago and uh, sort of becomes an understudy to him. That's nice. <laughs> Do people ever mistake him for, like, a squid person or something? Hmm. You know, I hadn't thought about that, but maybe. Uh, maybe. I There might be squid people, for all I know. They might look different from him, but, uh, yeah, they probably exist. Yeah. I, I hear squid people, and I just yeah. my brain goes to Squid Girl, mm, which yeah. I've seen the first time last year. Very different vibe. Mm. Yeah, different yeah. vibe. Yeah. The main thing I figured out with like the lore of the city is uh, they were originally like they were they had a met like an un, an indeterminate amount of uh, time ago, but upward of like a thousand years. Uh, upward of a millennia, they there were some people from like space, uh, and eventually, like I imagine, they were like this. This might be like one offset group of spacefaring people that uh, uh, sort of settled in the oceans of Earth. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Brought all their tech mm. with them and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Florence looks like a nerd. <laughs> he is a nerd. Uh, he's like... He, he's like... He does have... There is a certain, like, uh, alien nature to him, because he he's, like, really interested in, like, very weird and confusing text-heavy stuff. Uh, he, he enjoys tabletop gaming, and he's, like, really, really good at making sense of, like, very... Uh, confusing uh, and dense game systems. I believe I have a picture uh, meant to uh, sort of embody this. Yes, here it is. It's called Session Zero, and it's just him uh, behind the GM screen and delivering in sort of a fantastical tone just the rules for GURPS. This is just as exciting to him as the adventures you would have in a game of GURPS. Well, as long as he's, like, good at explaining it, yeah. I'd be down. I just was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to read the rules uh-huh. myself, yeah. you know? <laughs> if you, like, simplify it, yeah. great. We all love that friend that simplifies it for yeah. us. Yeah, I, I imagine he he's, like, the sort of person... If you've ever, like, played, like, played, like, something more rules-heavy in, like, a physical space, he's he sort of just, like, tells you what to do. Uh, without, you know... What's the... He tells you what to roll, how... He'll tell you the rules. He's pretty good at simplifying the rules. What's that game that, like, Pat, uh, oh. like, told us about that had the, like, yeah. the little, like, circle thing? I think it's called Glyph. That, like... Uh, I... Yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> that seems like a game he'd be down for. He'd be like, yeah, man, let's all fucking play Glyph. Mm-hmm. He would abs- He would be absolutely down for a game of Glyph. I'm just <laughs> sorry. I I'm thankful that you've reminded me of this. Uh, 
or at least it had a glyph. Yeah. Like, it had a whole, like, decoding thing. It was, like, wild. Uh, (laughs) Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, he's definitely into stuff like that. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, yeah, those are sort of the uh, core guys of this this setting. I have some other guys that exist within, like, the periphery, but, like, I've... I'm less focused on them, and I don't really... I I I feel unsatisfied with them, I guess. Like, I want to put more work That's into fair. them. But, like, other stuff that exists within the, like, broader context of the setting are these, uh, witch, a witch, a wizard, and their apprentices. I, I don't really feel satisfied with them, but I do feel satisfied with uh, the witch character I made. Uh, I might change her name... I haven't decided. Let me see here. Yep, her name is Gunhilda. She she lives in like this weird hut. It's sort of a they both these character both her and the wizard character like live on like the opposite ends of this like town that uh, Mel runs her pub in, and uh, she's very interested in solving problems through revenge based magic. And ironic punishment. Hmm, she looks like she's maybe based on a witch we all know. <laughs> Slightly. Hmm. Maybe from... I, I, uh, <laughs> maybe maybe Banjo-Kazooie a little bit inspired? Yeah, she is a little gu- She is a little bit of a Gruntilda type of character. I can't remember the exact inspirations for this design. I think it might have had something to do with, like, Moomin, or possibly uh, some, like, uh, witch OCs a friend had. Like, she doesn't she doesn't look like them, but, you know, it's no, sort of yeah. like going off of this, uh, of this sort of witch vibe where she just sort of, just a different, just a sort of, a new type of woman, I guess. Uh, she's, like, very stout, very short. She's, uh, she's fun. I, I, I'm satisfied with her. The other characters I feel like I need to do more workshopping with, uh, but yeah, that's sort of the gist of the setting. If you have any questions, feel free to ask. Do you have any ideas for, like, her, what her, like, who her apprentice would be? Like, I know you're not satisfied with the character, but, like, I didn't know if you had any ideas for who the apprentice would be, or, like, a name or something. Right, so... Or, like, if, if they would also be, like, a goblin-y goblin? Yeah. I haven't... Oh, right. I forgot to say, Gunhilda is a goblin. Oh, yeah, yeah. The picture yeah. says it. That's the only reason I knew. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, so, my original concept was uh, the witch and wizard would have, like, opposite body shapes. One is small and wide, one is tall and thin, and their apprentices are sort of, like, foils into themselves. But uh, unlike unlike the witch and the wizard, they would be sort of friendly with each other. Mm-hmm. Gunhilda's apprentice, I was, I wanted to go with like sort of like a tall, skinny, like goth girl, maybe a cat. But what I came up with, I I felt what well, it felt a little too generic, a little too a little too stereotypical of you know like you know the sort of goth girl archetype, goth girl witch archetype. But, uh, I, I have seen people who really liked, uh, uh, The Wizard's Apprentice. I guess I'll post him right here. Hang on a second. Um, 
Yeah, only yeah. if you feel comfy. I'm fine with posting uh, Loomis. Oh, uh, oh, he has cute. yeah his pajamas. Uh, I love those jammies. Or his wizard boots. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's it looks very like cute. PJs. Yeah. <laughs> He's got like wizard. The one with the hat is PJ. Yeah, I, I gave him like little PJ design as well with like moons on it. That's so good. Every character yeah. should have PJ designs. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Loomis. Uh, people like Loomis, so I, I I'm gonna I might keep Loomis around when I finish if I ever decide to return to like the witches and wizards. Yeah, he could be like his own guy yeah. too. Like he doesn't necessarily gotta be a. Uh... Mm -hmm. Maybe he's looking for maybe he's looking for a um someone to teach him magic yeah. more or something, you know. Yeah. I also just like the idea of him and Scav being friends because yeah. it's tall and short. Yeah. Maybe I will. <laughs> Which is always good. They're both birds. They are both birds. Uh Loomis is an owl. I sort of took inspiration from uh I believe the owl from King's Quest I think it's five. I, I sort of took inspiration from my, that owl character, who just, like, sort of, like, shows up every so often to, like, give you hints or warn you of stuff, but is has a, had a, has a reputation among King's Quest fans of being kind of uh, annoying about it. Oh, that's funny. An annoying owl? Mm. That sounds like a very... That's a very Zelda thing, also. That's like, uh, Gabor... Gabor Gabora... Does that? So maybe just annoying owls uh -huh. are just, like, a video game yeah, thing. Yeah, I think I also was maybe inspired by, like, edutainment games on some level. Like... Oh, yeah, it kind of does remind me of, like... <laughs> I don't even know what game it would be, mm -hmm. but, like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. it's, he's kind of got that face of, like, those edutainment cartoony guys. Yeah, yeah. He's teaching you to count. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh. He does that as a side job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe he does that as a, and he's like, actually, I hate mm -hmm. it. I don't know. <laughs> he looks yeah. really nice, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it does make me curious, though. Like, the, you know, they're all different. Like, they're all different species. Like, are there multiple ant yeah. people like Mel? Yeah, actually. Are there multiple goblins? Like, yeah. Multiple uh, yeah. mice? Yeah, they're all one of many different peoples. Uh, Mm -hmm. But uh, I distinctly recall, I was I remember at some point trying to like workshop uh, wider ant lore for Mel, and uh, I think I had I think one of the ideas I had was like like the city she lives in, the city she's she's like originally from like this sort of ant city, which was like basically a big ant colony. Like, it was sort of, like, mm -hmm. subterranean. Mm -hmm. it, it, like, had a peak and you could go outside, but it was, like... But most of it was, like, underground. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um. So, like, does she, like, see well in the dark then? Or, like, I guess sense well. They probably don't need yeah. to, like... Uh, I, I imagine... I'm not that familiar. I imagine her senses are pretty sharp. Not that familiar, actually. But... Like, I don't think her sharp... Her senses are necessarily better than... Other ants of her kind, but they're they're about average for yeah. an ant folk. <laughs> yeah, I uh no, this is fun. This seems like really like fun setting. Yeah. It does make me curious about like the ones that aren't animals, you know, like the mm -hmm. fact that like not just like that there's a one human, but like that 
you know, there's there's aliens or like I guess you called the like a star star people mm-hmm. and like goblins. It's like does that mean there's like you know other fantasy creatures? Does that mean there's other aliens living on the planet? Mm-hmm. Um, is everything like neatly sectioned off or or there cities? I imagine it's. I imagine most places are a bit of a uh, a bit of a melting pot. Like, like <laughs> for instance, like Mel City is like founded by ants, but there are people who aren't ants that live there. Yeah, but I would say, generally speaking, most uh, groups are are generally pr- pretty intermingled. Florence, uh, Florence, and like the Starspawn are a bit of an exception, but perhaps that might change over the course of. Uh, the settings, uh, history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, um, you, you've posted, um, not just, like, your art, um, during this time, but, like, um, art you've commissioned and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you, I don't know, like, are you gonna, um, commission more stuff for that? Like, I, I guess, do you... And also, like, are you going to, like, write anything about them? Or is this just kind of, like, mm. chilling in your head? Kind of like my, uh, mm. my, like, space road trip kind of was. Well, I, yeah, there's a, so the story I mentioned, I, like, wanted to, like, make into a comic. But, uh, it never, like, mm. really, uh, it never fully, like, fleshed out. Another thing I thought of, like, doing is, like, one specific gag I had for, like, one of these comics is, uh, Atlas, like, showing someone a pamphlet, and the next page is, like, this in-universe, like, Charles Atlas-style, uh, advertisement for, uh, his, like, workout program. (laughs) Good. One of the specific things I... It would have been, like, a twist on one of those where, instead of, like, Instead of, like, the... Because he's because he is me making up a guy to get mad at. So, like, those, like, old... Those, like, old workout comics are usually about, like... I'm a little wimp. I'm gonna work out and become strong and beat up my bullies. Uh, except it is about a bully becoming stronger to beat up more little... Little, uh, beach-going wimps. They specifically yeah, yeah. had a gag in mind where, like... Santiago looks at it and he realizes the uh the like person being bullied in the comic is modeled after him. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> He's so small compared to Poor Santiago. Uh-huh. He really is the smallest. He's very small. Of all your guys, right? I mean, I do have Mouse Guard OCs and I would love to uh dedicate a future episode to talking about them. But yeah, he's definitely one of my. He's definitely the smallest of this group. Yeah, I do like making little guys. Uh, as you will learn when I eventually get to talk about uh, my characters in the in the second ESO campaign. So true. <sighs> we we all have big and short guys. Nothing in between. Um, <laughs> well, that's so true. <laughs> Oh, man. But, um, so, hmm. There was something else I was going to ask, but I do not remember. So, yeah, I guess it's like, have you, 
even though making comics like super hard, like even like people who like do it would tell you that I'm sure. Um, would you ever consider like either doing maybe something else with the story or like collaborating with someone on it to mm-hmm. make it a little easier? Or is it like, I told, like, sometimes for me, like, it's, it's funny. There's like some things I'm like, yes, I want so much input. I'm going to make this into tabletop game for that reason. And other things I'm like, no, no one can tell me anything about this story ever. <laughs> this is all my guys. They're mine. <laughs> so. Well, I, I don't know how, if or how I would collab on it, but, uh, I would, yeah. I would certainly be open to it. I just, uh, I, gu- I guess I would have a lingering anxiety of, uh, having an artist, like, having to, like, get an artist to, like, do the work or do the, like, drawing yeah. stuff. I could definitely do storyboards. I'd probably do writing with, and I definitely, if, you know, if an artist is, like, looking to, like, work with me about it, I'd definitely accept any of their input. I will say, it, I have made a handful, I have made, like, one-page comics, and it, it, I do find a lot of fun in, like, figuring out how to lay out panels and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, but... I think I have... Yeah. I, I have this one thing I did for uh, Art Fight a few years ago featuring uh, featuring Mel and uh, uh, a character by uh, the artist Kudosphere. Oh, yeah, okay. I know, you, or I know about Kudosphere. Sphere. Um... I think I made this up in my head, but for some reason, I thought Mel had a girlfriend. <laughs> Did I make that up? I might have. This is very, very possible. I think you did, but I, I, That's have, fine. I have thought of uh, romantic partners <laughs> for Mel. Actually, there is a specific piece that I drew a few days ago uh, where she just is sort of thinking about the ladies ambiguously it based on a uh disco comments tweet fuck yeah i have seen yeah. this i thought i thought at some point of like she's bisexual so of like giving her uh, a rival that was like a different kind of bug maybe like uh a praying mantis or a grasshopper or something who's like uh tall and skinny and more femme but i felt like if I made her femme, it, it would... I felt like it would, like, imply certain things about, like, what kind of woman it, it is or isn't okay to be, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'd I, rather just make up a guy to get mad at. Yeah, yeah, for sure. True. No, yeah, I was just... I, um... I think I maybe combined Mel with another character you had in, like... A tabletop game, and that's why I was confused oh. from when you did like Stranger's Fiction. And oh, stuff. that's right. I I probably did like, yeah. I I did used to be on an actual play podcast called Stranger's Fiction. I've definitely run, I've definitely run like gruff lady characters in games. Yeah. I probably combined her with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We love a big strong lady. Yeah. What if a woman was big and strong? Wouldn't that be great? So true. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just looking at this one with the bunny. It's just like, what's your damage? It's really funny. Yeah, it's based on uh, 
it is based this little comic in which uh, Mel tries to like slide a character Mixie. I don't know if it's pronounced like that, but Mixie a drink, uh, only for it to like fall over and crash. He is inspired by uh, a sort of a, a this moment from this really weird little video game from the nineties called "The Town with No Name." <laughs> the Town with No Name is like it, it is a comedy game. It it it's just a very weirdly presented one, mm-hmm. and uh, like. There is a gag where basically this happens. You get a QTE, but it's not really telegraphed, so uh, it's easy to mess it up, and the thing just falls over at, with uh, no comment. Oh yeah, we were both uh, fans of uh, of uh, Rats of Prey, who uh, like did a video on it. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think I have any, like, specific questions about your guys. You have... It's it's nice that you have, like, a little, uh... Like, kind of profiles for all of them. Yeah. Uh, little reference sheets for all of them. Um... Yes. Unless, like, Elvir has something... No, not specifically. I I also love the little character cards. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed by your comic. Whenever I try to draw comics, I just end up doing three huge blocks under each other. You you genuinely have panels. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I would say part of my love of like paneling stuff out is uh, a fondness for uh, a couple years ago I uh, watched David Peterson, uh, artist of Valsgard, I mentioned him earlier, uh, had, like, a series of videos he uploaded to YouTube where he, like, commented on, like, the different panels from, uh... He sort of, like, commented on his comics and how he, like, really tries to, like... He really tries to avoid, like, talking heads in, like, comic panels. Like, just Mm. going for different angles, different panel layouts, trying to keep things interesting. Like, those those can be useful for, for like, certain things. And it's not, like, a bad thing to do. It's just, he wanted, he, he just wanted to try something different. Yeah, it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, everyone kind of has their own comic approaches. Mm-hmm. So, that sounds like a pretty good one. Yeah. Can I, when I do, like, when we do post the episode, do you have a place where you can, like, link these and stuff? Let's see. Most of these... Uh, most of these should be on the Fur Affinity, or I could uh, mm-hmm. make an Inger album, just all these images in sequence, and you could like link that. No, I mean, I'm, I mean, either way it works. It was just a matter of like, especially because isn't something happening to Inger or something? I don't, uh, I don't know. What's yeah, going I don't really there. know either. I think they have like busted links or something. Mm-hmm. I can. That's fine. We can just link to your Fur Affinity. I just want to make sure you mm-hmm. get. Like eyes on them, yeah, you know. Yeah. And since we're talking about your fur affinity, do you want to talk about your other plugs? Yeah. Since yeah, might as yeah. well. Uh, while yeah. we're here, uh, so uh, I'm I'm on co-host or sorry, I'm on. Uh, I have a card. It's biggerchallenge.card.co uh, that links to uh, the various podcasts I'm on which include Pot of Greed, a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. Just a heads up, we've been having a little bit of a 
a situation where another podcast has come out with the same name. Yeah. Uh, just note, uh, you'll see two feeds. Uh, the one where you're looking for is the one uh, with a picture of Yusei from 5Ds on it, because we're covering 5Ds, and it's got, like, the subtitle, A Podcast by Six Geniuses. Spelt funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Sonic Shuffle, Sonic Podcast. Hey, that one sounds familiar. Yeah, you're on that one. <laughs> See, oh, for Pot of Green, we did uh, record an episode recently. It's, it'll probably, it will definitely be up by the time this goes up. Uh, I've been having fun with that. Uh, there's Sonic Shuffle, Sonic Podcast. I've been, I have been putting off editing for a bit, but, but yeah, there's uh, episodes on there. Um, the most recently uploaded at the time of this recording is our actual play of uh, the RPG Speeding Bullets. Uh, and maybe you'll hear about that Hopefully, in a future episode. Yes, yes. yes. Um, we made up some guys right on, right on camera, right on... Live. Audio. We, we, did, it, we yes. did it live. You can also find there like links to stuff I've been on before... You can find my Twitter and Tumblr. Uh, both of those are Bigger Challenge. There's my co-host, Big Challenges. Uh, my art Tumblr. Oh, that's that's another good place to look. Oh, yeah. Would they be on your... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the commission stuff isn't on my art Tumblr, but the stuff I drew myself is. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, there's at Xbox underscore holiday, where else you celebrate holidays with Xbox. And today, the day we record is Father's Day, so... I decided to uh, make a post that was that says "Happy Delph Sunday Xbox," uh, accompanied by uh, the uh, Stacy's dad. Uh, I don't remember what they're fucking called, but it's like an AMV. It's very weird. It's very silly, and I love it. But, uh, anyways, continuing on with the last thing, I got a shout out, which is of course the Fur Affinity that I mentioned earlier. It's uh. Affinity.net slash user slash big challenges. So be careful if you go on there, because uh, if you have an account, you might see explicit artwork of characters I have mentioned. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll probably just, like, in the notes, I'll probably just link directly to some of the yeah. ones. But yeah, it's nothing, like, too mm-hmm. bad. But yeah, definitely, um, be 18 or older. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you should probably be 18 or older if you're joining our Discord. Yeah, I was anyway. just thinking. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm assuming most people who listen to this to this podcast or go on the Discord, please be over 18. Yeah. Please. Yeah. I mean, at least the Discord we can monitor. If you're listening to this and you're younger, just like don't tell me. Like genuinely, yeah, just don't tell anyone. Don't Do what I did me. as a child. You're 18. <laughs> Oh, well, no. don't. This is bad advice, and we we have a whole episode on why that is. It's terrible advice. Don't actually do that. This is not good advice. Um, just uh, we are not giving this advice. This is not. No, just keep it to yourself. Stop you know, come back on on your birthday. Keep it to yourself. Don't tell me. Don't give advice. Don't at don't us. Be in trouble. Don't be us. Don't, don't be us. Uh-huh. So true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, yeah, since we're in plugs, let's, Alvier, do you want to put your, do you want to say yours? I'll do it last. My so plug. I do it um, well, I, I have no other podcasts. Um, 
which is fine. I have a Twitter, which is at Eriviru. Um, that, that and my Tumblr are the only active ones right now, I think. Uh, my Tumblr is mathroomcouton.tumblr.com. Um, mm-hmm. that's going to be hard to remember, but it's, it's going to be in one of the show notes one day. It is. Uh, yeah, it is. Although, uh, apparently your TikTok was not correct in the show notes, <laughs> as Joe pointed out. I mean, my TikTok hasn't been updated in a, a, a couple of months. It's too warm to cosplay. So, so valid. Although you did, but you do post nice clothes. Actually, join our Discord because <laughs> sometimes we post pictures of ourselves and not just our guys. Yeah, I, um, I recently changed my entire look and I've made everyone tell me that it's pretty. Um, I don't know if they plug us when we're not on the show, but I'll just say, like, mm-hmm. real quick that, um, you know, you can find Emery's Space Robot. Uh, on Fur Affinity, that's Robot Without the Second O, and uh, Spike, you have to join the Discord for anyway, so um, you can find me at Haunting the Morgue on Tumblr, Twitter, Discord, <laughs> now. Uh, you can find me at Gengar on Co-Host, you can find me Sonic Shuffle, we already talked about, Ford uh, Fortery Zero, which is on hiatus anyway but you know it is there um and then yeah but you can find this podcast on noisepace.xyz uh a podcast podcast uh, uh website <laughs> that's the word hosted by mac gamecube and um you can find yeah our links to our Discord, Tumblr, and co-host, I believe, in the show notes. And, like, all the other stuff we said are probably also going to be in the show notes, but, yeah, I'll try to, um, actually, like, post the pictures and stuff, so you're That's the thing. I love talking about guys. I think talking about guys is great. But when there's a visual element, it always makes it tough, you know? I'm like, I want to describe these guys to you. But how much can I describe them? At least we can talk about who they are and what they are, you know? I think that's it. Um, This is the first episode without Emery, so who is a lot better keeping track of what has been said and what hasn't, so that's Mm -hmm. fun. I think think we did it all. Okay. I think we're good. (laughs) Yeah, we just need to come up with an outro. Uh, yeah, I was kind of hoping you guys would come up with an outro by the time I came back on. I knew it wasn't mm. going to happen, but I was hoping. Yeah, that was, that was, um, that was very optimistic of you. All I've got is, um, definitely check out Dan's guys. Yeah, check out Dan's guys. Perhaps something about, uh, uh, support your local artists or... True. Oh, true. Or maybe you can make a guy of your own. Or something like that. Make a guy of your own. <laughs> Make up a guy and come on our podcast. Make up a guy to like or to get mad at. <laughs> Make up a guy to get mad at. We should we uh-huh. should do we should do a podcast about that. I mean, we we can and we do kind uh-huh. of. I. I love making up characters I hate. I mean, you know. <laughs> I usually make ones I like. 
I've never made one specifically to get mad at. You should try it. It's good if you want to write a villain. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to note before we close out that I, uh, growing up, I was a big fan of uh, uh, certain kids' books. In particular, Captain Underpants, uh, Series of Unfortunate Events. Very different, but uh, one thing both get right is the best way to write a villain is to make up a guy to get mad at. <laughs> so true. Try making up a guy today. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Maybe that's how we'll that's, end it. Let's... Try making up a guy today. Thanks, everyone. Goodbye. Good night. Goodbye. <laughs>